Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another Starling City Radio. I am one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy, and here with me tonight is Ross. No, unfortunately, no. unfortunately, Ross. Um, I think Bloodhaven. I think um, was the last I heard from him. Um, it might be in Corto Maltese, though. However, training, we're not quite sure. But we do, we do have a stand-in. Um, your favourite guest in ours from Agents of Shieldcast. Andy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> he needs to do that promotion. He'll get there. He'll get there. He'll get there one of these days. So how's Shieldcast going, Andy? Is that going good for you guys still? Oh, good, man. We're, we're currently agents of CarterCast at the moment. As, uh, of course. As Carter, as it, so we're covering that. And every week I have to listen to Chip's high-pitched voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does he do a high-pitched voice for Agent, of, Agent Carter as well? Uh, yeah, just the, only at the start of it, like you know how he does the hello, hello thing. Hello, hello, uh, he does it. He does it in a high voice. Awesome, <laughs> that is excellent. So, um, will you will you guys be covering Daredevil? And we'll call it the Defenders line. Yeah, we will be. I'm not quite sure. We haven't worked out how we're going to cover it yet mm-hmm. because, like, obviously it's in April, but obviously all the episodes are going up at once. Ah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how we're going to cover that because I, I'll watch it all, like, day one. Yeah. I'll watch all 13, all 13 <laughs> episodes. I'll just sit and watch all of them. like. But I don't think Chip will do that. No. And I also don't think that, like, I don't know, we'll maybe split it in half and, like, do one show talking about half of it and one show talking about the second half. Yeah, now, Dude, that was quite interesting before we branch into our DC stuff because it's Marvel's first 15 rated feature since Disney-fied. Yeah, and I mean, I think they can kind of get away with that because it's Netflix, and everybody that has Netflix that doesn't use the kids section is probably over 15. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. I-, I think it's a genius idea of releasing every episode, um, because for one one TV show that I watch, and I know you yourself watches Better Call Saul, it's kind of a pain waiting for the next week because it's so good, but releasing all the whole season all at once, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. I think it is. Yeah, I like it when when Netflix does this. Like I've I've watched Orange Is the New Black like that, and although I didn't watch it all in one day, but mm. uh, it means you can sort of binge watch it or mm. watch it watch it when it suits you to watch it, which is an awesome way to watch TV. I think I did. I, I binge watched Arrested Development season four when it came out. Ah, oh yeah, that was Netflix exclusive too. Like Netflix, yeah. is, they're doing really well for this stuff. Yeah, because um, they've got that House uh, of Cards and stuff as well. Ah, with uh, Lex Luthor. Nice tie-in mm. to DC, which we will kick off. So, um, as Ross isn't here, I will take the handles and try and give you as much um, DC news as I see fit or that I can see. Um, the first piece that I noted, it's kind of uh, going without saying that Arrow and Flash being in the same universe, we were going to get a crossover. Um, but apparently, and I think this is a good crossover, and one that I know Ross has been waiting for, uh, Joe West is coming over to Starling City. Um, and he's bringing Cisco with him. Um, so, seeing him interact with Quentin Lance, like uh, Ross has been wanting for a while to point yep. out Arrow, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, how did, like, how the fuck do you not know who this guy is? <laughs> I know, I mean, oh, you've seen the episode where he instantly recognised Roy from halfway down an alleyway. Yeah. You know? But uh, Ross's theory, of course, in that is that um, he doesn't want to admit that he knows who it is you know because if once he admits he can see the human behind and you know because he's friendly with ollie i don't know i don't know i just think he needs to go to specsavers i want that to be the final scene diggle flying off as the green latin and uh <laughs> quint lance realizing who oliver queen has been all these years <laughs> well they did they did say that uh he's definitely not the Green Lantern. No, they didn't. They said uh, John Diggle and uh, John Diggle, sorry, um, Dave Ramsey in an interview on Ask Me Anything said that it's been discussed and he can't say yes and he can't say no yet. No, but after that they came out and did said they? that 
Yeah, they, they came out and said that he's definitely not. However, uh, he's like obviously got his own character because they made Diggle in the comics. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah so he's he's obviously like his own. He's he's his own character now from within the comics. So they don't want to confuse him with uh, John Stewart. Ah, uh, see, we knew we shouldn't bring the Marvel guy in to deflate our speculations over. <laughs> oh well, I suppose that's kind of like um, summed that up because. Uh, we, we, I, I, I could see it happening, but it's understandable because Diggo is official DC. Same as uh, Felicity's now DC as well. She's in the comics. A bit like what happened. I think the first one that done that sort of thing was um, Andy's favourite from Smallville, um, Chloe Sullivan. She was yeah. Superman, I believe it was. Could be wrong on that one. I've not read anything with Chloe Sullivan in official DC, but um, I would love to see Chloe popping up again at some point. But we're out yeah, I, I love Chloe, man. <laughs> she's, she's so cool. Jump into white back seat for you, Andy. Now, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> know. Oh, I was more a Lois man for that one. Um, uh, it was Smallville was a great show as well, and I still like. Uh, we were talking, Andy, before you come on, obviously, uh, about um, how cool it is that they've got this connected universe and TV, and they're doing it really well with DC and the possibilities of all these different shows. But um, I like the way that Jeff Johns put it that look at it as a multiverse you know um for the fans that are disappointed it's not connecting to the films and yes he once the man himself said it i was like okay i'll go with that <laughs> yeah i don't really mind that i mean there's obviously that's been going on in comics for years all the different universes and stuff like yeah. that so it kind of makes sense to stick it in yeah it does make sense that. i think i think you might get some people getting confused like the sort of casual mm. audience yeah like when there's like a different flash two different flashes yeah. kicking about and things like that but unless they make them wally west in the movie which I think they've said it's Barry Allen, but if they, if they made yeah. it like Wally West, that would make it sensible. But then that would be leaving the door open. But who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Um, but talking about that, another piece of news um, regarding the TV or Earth 2, um, not Earth 2, Earth 1, the universe of the movies, um, we got a picture. It was kind of strange the way it was leaked. It was almost like a, a meme or a meme, as Andy calls it, <laughs> by Zack Snyder himself saying there's only one true king, and it said Jason Momoa or Momoa? Mama. Momoa. How would you say his name, Andy? Uh, he's Carl Drogo. Off, 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 off. Um, Unite the Seven, it says, and it's a very strange picture. Like, um, it's almost black and white with hints of gold, and he's not got blonde hair in this one. Have you seen this picture, Andy? Yeah, it's a kind of like this. It's as if all the color's been drained out of it. Like, there's been a, I've seen a few things uh, online where people have colorized it, and it looks much cooler when it's colorized. Has it got like the greens and the aqua colors and stuff? Or? Yeah, it's got like greens and golds and stuff like that, and it looks really cool, man. Like I didn't, I didn't really like it that much when I first saw it. But then once I seen the colorized versions that people mm. had made, I was like, yeah, he looks actually badass. Yeah, I, was, I suppose it's a bit like the uh, Batman picture, you know, where sad Batman is sad uh, next, <laughs> next to the next to the Batmobile when they colorized it. It was quite cool, but it seems to be everybody's unhappy in this movie. It's probably because they're all annoyed at Superman for doing what he did at the end of Man of Steel. Yeah, hey, like why? Why did you break that man's yeah, neck? Why destroy the city? Yeah. Why did you destroy the city? <laughs> no. Why? Why didn't you just fly him to the moon? Yeah. Like, fight in the moon with nobody to hurt. So, um, that was the first image we seen, and I'm an Aquaman. Well, new Fifty Two Aquaman fan. I'll say. I'll say before that I wasn't a big fan. Um, but yeah, we're getting an Aquaman standalone movie in 2018. So. Nice. I think they could definitely pull that off with this guy. Like, yeah. I, I don't really like Aquaman. Yep. Um, and like Aquaman's kind of like the sort of running joke in pop culture. He always gets made fun of in Family Guy and Big Bang Theory and stuff like that. But 
Um, they could actually make him out. They could actually make him like a sort of figurehead. Yeah, definitely. I could see that. The only one thing is the trident has got like five prongs, but it should have three. But that's just me nitpicking. Yeah, it's a fork. It's a fork. He's <laughs> Aquaman hungry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um He's got the A, the A and the bell. I just noticed that looking at it here again. Um, his tattoos are kind of cool. I like it. It's almost like yeah. um, Simone style tribe, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson has. <laughs> yep. And his arm. Um, and they almost look like fish scales, which was it's like his armor. Because um, I think apart from his like um, shoulder piece on the right hand side, he's just got his gauntlets, and the rest is all bare chest of sexiness of the guy from what is it Devraki or something <laughs> the, the Devraki I don't know I don't watch Game of Thrones at all it's not very for me but yes Aquaman looks very cool so yes I can't wait for the 70 United and it'll be good for Marvel to have some competition's always healthy I think um, so I think um, when the DC start kicking it into gear with their combined movie universe Marvel repeat it and it'll be a good time for comic fans all around um, not that my confidence is high in Zack Snyder but hey that's for a different day um, <laughs> the next piece of news before we move on to our flash and arrow discussions is uh, that the reaction figures have been released by Entertainment well Entertainment Earth I think it's the site um, it's like retro style arrow action figures and these are based on uh, Canary Arrow uh, Malcolm Merlin and Deathstroke and they're like based on the 80s action figures like Andy pointed out before the show that it was um, like the Star Wars ones, the Kenner ones and some are cool, some are not what do you think of them Andy? I, th- I like the Arrow one yeah I like the Arrow one and I'll, I'll do like the um, the Black Canary one as well I do not like the Merlin one at all and I, I don't really like the Deathstroke one either he looks like uh, one of the Cobra guys from uh, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Yes. See, the, it might just be me, but the Arrow one on this uh, news page, the Arrow outside of the packaging looks like he's got like a raised boot. Like one boot looks flat, another one looks like one leg shot of another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just the way the photos <laughs> yeah, But it does severely look like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure when they're out. They're just out for pre-order alongside uh, Pop Pop Funko. Are they, are they the wee things you collect, Andy? The Pop Funko ones? I'm not sure what they are. Well, I don't, I don't collect them, but see the Colson thing that I bought? The oh, thing, yes. You yes. know how they've got the big heads? Mm-hmm. They, they look all cutesy. Yeah, they're not... I don't really like them, personally. Would you not buy an Arrow one? Um, No, I don't think I would. No. I, nah. <laughs> I'd buy this Arrow one, this retro one, and uh, yeah. I've also got the standard, you know, the Deathstroke Arrow pack. They're, yeah, that one's cool, yeah. They're doing a Barry Allen from Flash one, and I was going to get into the whole collect them all, but I think I'll collect the main team... Like, I'll get Arsenal, I've got Arrow and Deathstroke, and I'll get um, Flash. I think I'll just be collecting main heroes. Love you, my money won't stretch that far. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if, if they bring out, like, the likes of Firestorm and, like, Atom, I'll, I'll happily buy those guys. But, yeah, Diggle, Thea, the likes of them, even Canary, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Would you not, would you not buy a Diggle? You would, <laughs> you'd buy a Diggle action figure. I, I do dig the dig, but I don't know if I would... <laughs> Buy the dig, you know. <laughs> um, you know uh, see these; these will be rare, like in, in a couple of years' time, man. What, the, uh, oh yeah, well the Smallville yeah. figures. Look at them. Like, uh, yeah, that's one of the reasons I picked up my double set because it was the first ever Arrow action figure, the one with Deathstroke. And like, like you said, five, ten years from now, once Arrow's finished, people will be clamoring to purchase them because I think the Smallville action figures aren't the best action figures ever. And uh, I, th- I think even the Green Arrow one for that's going for like 200 quid on eBay or something. 
Yep, because I, I, look, I, I looked into getting one a while back, like, I don't know. Was that a Chloe? And it, no, no, no. I don't know if they did a Chloe, actually, if I go. Mm. Uh, and I, I never ever looked for Chloe, but I wanted. I always wanted the Green Arrow one, because, like, I always thought he looked fucking cool in, like, in his leather and all that. <laughs> and I wanted to get one, and I, I was like, oh, no, I cannot afford that for one action figure. <laughs> yeah, the prices of them are a bit through the roof. Um, I don't know where you would pick them up, like, cheap. There might be some knockoffs that they do um, from... Chinese or Japanese places, but I, I, I think I seen the Arrow one. Like they don't look bad. Like they look really cool. Um, probably wouldn't. I probably would go for the the Arrow one, like you. Cyborg's not bad, but I mean, if you look at the prices of them, oh well, they're they're not too bad. You're talking about the original run, thirty five pound for Cyborg. That's all right, but I mean, unbox Clark Kent, forty seven pounds. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. And there, there was a second line of DC Direct ones, and it was they're a bit cheaper just now. £23, you can get Lex uh, for 17 and Clark for 23 But the main ones with the yellow kind of plain packaging, no, I, I think it was £130 I've seen for Arrow. Yeah. Not worth that. So, yeah, I would suggest to all the listeners, buy up Arrow merchandise, buy the toys now, because 10 years after, they're going to be like, oh, I want these. Some kid that's not seen it yet, is going to grow up by the DVDs and want to see that Blu-rays or 4K or whatever it is, <laughs> they're going to want these. Um, there's also been some. I know we've, we've, we're going to have to split. I know we're a week behind, ladies and gentlemen, in this, but we're splitting this into two. Tonight we'll be covering um, Canaries from Arrow and Nuclear Man from Flash. Um, and next week we're going to be covering it, but the news for Nanda Parbat, which I'm not sure what it means, which is why we need Ross back. Um, Nanda Parbat. Uh- mm-hmm. Another part of that, I think, is the place where Ollie fought Razal Ghul. Ah, okay, okay. So, because I'm sure that Melon was talking about it in this week's episode. Possibly. See, I don't listen to the details that much. That's what, <laughs> that's what my seconds for in this show. But Nanda yeah. Parbat, anyway, we've got full on Atom, Ray Palmerin Atom. So that's next week's Arrow. Well, yeah, next week as you're listening, but two weeks from what we're going to cover. Um, Atom looks really cool, and as a fan of Ant-Man in the Marvel side, which is his kind of counterpart, um, what do you think of Atom? Do you like the suit? Do you think it's too Iron Man-y or Iron Man-y? No, I, think, I think the suit looks cool. I actually really like the character. and uh, I've, I've done like a, I've read a couple of Atom comics, and I didn't like them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but Or was it Captain Atom, they call him? Captain Atom's completely different. Captain Atom's a different guy, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so I I haven't read any Atom comics, but I I really like this Atom in in the TV universe. He's fucking cool. Yeah, because I made that mistake as well. I picked up some Captain Atom books, and I was reading them, and I realised these powers aren't Atom powers. What is going on here? (laughs) So I realised it was the wrong guy. He wasn't interested. Sorry, Captain Atom, but you're not on my radar. Um, However, Atom's (laughs) got the power to shrink tiny, a bit like uh, Ant-Man. I don't think he's got giant powers, though. I think that's the difference. Um, but I think Atom can actually go smaller than Ant-Man. Obviously, hence the name, you know. Atoms are small. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Can I, Ant-Man like, go Ant-Man. down phone lines, though? Can he go that small? Yeah, he can, he can he... shrink down into the, into the microverse. Ah, okay. Okay, I get you. I'm not interested in him, but... Atom is in the, the Lego Batman game, and he shrinks down. Yeah, I haven't got that far yet. I still haven't went back to it. Like, what was your thoughts <laughs> since you're here? Because we haven't managed to cover it when Ross has been around. Uh, did you like the Arrow bit? Did you like the game as a whole? Like, the Arrow bit was short and sweet, but I enjoyed the. It was quite funny. The Arrow bit was brilliant. It was probably the best level in the game. <laughs> I would, I would agree. The, 
Yeah, the uh, the rest of the game, like it was decent up until like sort of halfway point, until you had to go and like do the same mission five times in a row with this with the different colored lanterns. It was basically kill a lot of lanterns and then fight a giant lantern mm-hmm. like five times in a row. And it was like, oh my god, it was so boring getting through that. But the the uh, sort of final final level in the game, I think I think I told you about it, it was the the Batman sixty six level, mm. which was absolutely brilliant. But the arrow level is the best level. I don't know why they didn't put that in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, arrow is absolutely brilliant. They should have done one for Flash as well, I reckon. Like, that yeah, they should awesome. have just done. They should have just done. Let's like, see if they did a Justice League game and had you hopping about, like, and going and doing different things like that. Yeah. It would be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's still coming. Like, I'm still holding hope that Rocksteady pick up um, CW, and uh, they do like Flash and Atom as a Arkham game. But I think they they've done enough Batman for a lifetime, you know, to do any more yeah. DC. But we can only hope. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's move on to our episode discussion, and we shall cover. Um, we'll cover Flash first, since that's Andy's sort of uh, gig. Um, the Nuclear Man, which is obviously a reference to um, oh Firestorm. Apologies. <laughs> Firestorm's uh, original comic was called Firestorm the Nuclear Man. And uh, this is obviously about... They're trying to find Ronnie still. And uh, what's his name? Martin Stein is in control of Ronnie's body and can talk via him. However, Ronnie's being subdued in his body. Um, the main part of this, we'll get back onto Firestorm in a minute. The main part of this episode, obviously, was when um, Cisco and Joe went to the Barry's old house and they investigated the crime scene. And Cisco done some scientific stuff to a mirror that he managed to get old images out of, which I don't know <laughs> if it's actually possible to do in real life, but he managed it. And via the images that they reproduced, which was like a holographic image of the crime scene um, they f- discovered that there was blood and they tested it as well near the end of the episode but we'll get into that once I've asked Andy's um, opinions on what did you think of the episode as a whole the developments, the magic mirror science and um, Firestorm I did like this episode um, I-, I wasn't quite sold on Firestorm in this episode I thought like having the two personalities in the one body like that mm-hmm. was a bit annoying especially because they were sort of conflicting Yes. And I wanted Firestorm to be, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ronnie. Ronnie? Ronnie, yes. Ronnie's oh, I name. wanted it, I wanted Ronnie to be the, the dominant personality in that, in that sort of situation. And it, just, it didn't quite fit right for me. I did really like the effects and stuff like that, though. Yeah. Um, perhaps that will change in a future episode. Hint, hint. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, what My opinion about... may change. <laughs> have you not seen this week's Flash yet, no? Yes, I have. Yes. Ah, right. Okay, so it may change, listeners. It might have changed. You'll need to tune in next week to find out. So, yeah, um, yeah the whole mirror science thing, it was kind of far-fetched to me. Um, Dr. Wells, obviously, like, um, Joe wanted it to be Wells. And I'm still not sure. We'll say this week I'm still not sure um, if he is actually the best Flash. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because I still want there to be a twist, and I still want it to be Eddie Thorne. But we'll wait and see if I'm if my my hopes come true this week slash next week, which may or may not already be known. Um, I did we get Grodd at the end of last week's episode? Yeah, we did. It mm. was just a the one where he'd been writing on the wall and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we might see more of him as well. But Firestorm, it was a good introduction. Uh, Stephen Amell's cousin, Robbie Am- Amell. You know, yep. 
So Robbie's playing Ronnie, which is confusing. <laughs> um, and Martin Steen is in control of the body. And like you find out he's been back and seen his wife and stuff. And um, Caitlin is kind of like desperate to find him. But it was an okay episode. I did like it. It felt like basically once uh, this week's episode out, it will confirm or has confirmed whether it felt like a pilot for Firestorm. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I don't think there's been a Flash episode that I haven't enjoyed this season. Don't know about yourself, Andy, but... Yeah, no, man, I've, I've enjoyed every episode. They've uh, they've done a really, really good job with it. Yeah, of course they have. Um, and I, that's about all of... What's that, Andy? And uh, I'm quite, like I'm just really surprised that they managed to like keep keep it consistent because I know like Agents of Shield season one was <laughs> like it was like drawing blood from a stone for the, like the first ten episodes and then eventually got good and Arrow, Arrow season yeah. one as well oh my god like that was it took about nine ten as well I think before he stopped it, doing uh, chin ups <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know I didn't like season one pretty much at all right. and uh, once they got into season two. Um, I, I loved it, <laughs> but season one, I, could, I did not like season one at all. See, Ross is the same as you, but I actually enjoyed season one because he was just like not caring and killing people and left, right and centre, just ticking names off a list. But mm. season two showed that it, it, it was needed for part of the development for the character, I think. And um, without Arrow, there would be no Flash. So, But for That's a first... True, yeah. For the first season of Flash, it's doing consistently well, but I also think it's because it's had the... Um, the nurturing grounds of Arrow to see what works and what doesn't work, first of all, for yep. two seasons. So, um, Flash, well done. And uh, the one the one standout thing has to be um, the fact that um, Grant Gustin, who all, all, all I knew him from before, I didn't know, I haven't seen Glee, but that's all I'd heard from. And I was like thinking, this is going to be terrible. He has proved everybody wrong in their thoughts on that one. Yep. And he even got to sing in an episode a couple of weeks ago. He did indeed, he did. <laughs> um, because he stepped up on stage and I was like, oh god, this is going to be terrible. And then like Tasha exclaimed, that, oh, but he's in Glee. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, every, every character in this show is excellent. Like, I'm enjoying them all. Um, I'm really interested to see when Caitlin will become Killer Frost and when uh, Cisco will become Vibe. Or whether that will happen at all. Uh, and um, JD from Scrubs Brother, I mean, sorry, Wells, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is a very, he's a good villain, an overarching villain. Um, and I think Joe West is a slightly better detective than Lance, personally. Joe, Joe West is brilliant. I, I love Joe West in this show. He's fantastic. Yeah. Do you know, every time I see um, Wells, mm-hmm. I always think, see, because he's always, sit, he's always in a wheelchair sitting yeah. down, uh, it always reminds me of the scene where uh, in Scrubs where he's sitting in the bathtub drinking the beer. Yes, <laughs> he was absolutely brilliant. He was like um, JD's brother in Scrubs who pretended he was doing better than JD, but it turned out he was obviously just jealous of JD at the end up. It was quite sad. Scrubs was good, but sad. It always brought you back down to earth, like even yeah. though you were laughing all the way through it. Like, um, But anyway, enough of Scrubs and uh, Dr. Wells' time in the hospital. But uh, <laughs> we'll move on to Arrow this week. and uh, Well, last week, sorry. And it was Canaries. And basically, we had Vertigo um, coming back, and we had Ollie deciding that <laughs> he didn't want Black Canary running about. We yep. also had uh, Merlin arriving at the hideout, saying that he needs to bring Thea in. Um, and like, we had a very strange, like, sort of acceptance from Thea of like Ollie's doings. She was kind of proud. It was like, you know, it was like almost like Doctor Who, and they don't tell them tell him it's bigger than the inside. It was almost like. Oh, 
Goody, and it's like, mm, don't know. Um, so, and summary as well for the episodes, um, we had uh, Ollie trying to fight Vertigo, and Laurel was dozed with the drug, and started seeing her, uh, Sarah, and had to fight Vertigo as Sarah, which was very confusing. Mm. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> also, we had DJ uh, Dickhead, as Ross calls him, trying to kill Thea. Um, and the, stra- you know, the that, that strange thing about that, right? I don't know if you felt this, Andy, but was it not almost as if you know how she kind of um, she had sex with a guy, and it was almost as if her ex and her dad were standing outside the door listening, waiting for it to happen. <laughs> kind of, yeah, that was a bit <laughs> weird. You know that that whole that whole bit was so so funny mm-hmm. because uh, that was when I the, so she she went up to the guy, kissed him, and says, "Oh, I need something simple." Mm-hmm. So she needs she needs a simple decking basically yes. a simple decking. <laughs> so and then she goes she goes back and the guy just pumps her and then tries to kill her immediately. Yep. <laughs> Fuck's sake, mate! <laughs> yeah, is it in the whiskey? Does he not pour a drink or something and she can smell it? It's red wine. Yes, that's right. And uh, like two seconds later, rather theatrically, um, <laughs> old John Barrowman and uh, Roy Harper kick down the door. As if daddy and um, ex-boyfriend have just been listening to the whole exchange take place and waiting for the yep. text to finish, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of weird, you know, you can hear them outside going, oh man, do we need to be listening to this? <laughs> um But yeah, the we had a flashback, which we haven't really had a decent one for a while. And the cool thing was that um, Ollie attempted to um, contact his family Argus got him again and he got interrogated and then he got taken or taken to Starling City like while he was meant to have never returned. Yeah, the flashbacks are really annoying me, man. (laughs) I just, I think that they could be doing more stuff in the present time and not showing these flashbacks at all. Like, I think they should just send him back to the island, wrap that shit up, and then we need no more flashbacks. Like, some flashbacks are are okay to, like, add a little bit of meat to the story and things like that. Like, like the Detective Lance ones, um, I I can't remember if it was in this episode or the next one, but the Detective Lance ones were were okay. Like, they kind of added a little bit out to sort of what he was like at that time, but, yeah, all these... All these ones in Hong Kong and that, ah. I could do without all of those, man. Yeah, it's like, it's almost just trying to, like, push on us, like, this is how badass Ollie is, and it's like, we do get the, we do get that, we got it on the island, we don't need it yep. reaffirmed in the city streets, you know? Um, nope. And now the fact that we've already seen, um, oh, what's his name? The guy that helps him. Is it Tatsil or Masao? One of them. I can't remember his name. They they did the long hair. Yeah, the guy with the long, long hair. hair. Yeah. Basically, um, it, it, we've seen him getting saved already. You know, like he, it's Masao. Sorry, uh, his wife's already saved him present day after the fight with um, Razagul. So we do not need to see any more of these flashbacks, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, like, definitely not. That's tied up the story in present day. Argus just needs to drop him back off at the island and we need to see how he's actually going to get off the island because obviously, even though he's back, like Tasha was kind of confused, like, I thought he was in the island and he was in the first episode, the first flash, it was him getting picked up on the island with a beard by a boat. So we need to get back to that point by somehow. I don't know how it's going to happen, but... I don't know. Any theories, Andy, at all? (laughs) Um, The only only thing I can think is that he... Because there is a point 
in the next episode where he gets offered to go anywhere he wants yes. once certain things have happened. And I can only assume that he's chosen to go back to Thailand for some reason. Right. Hmm. I don't know. I think there's more to it because obviously the whole point in these flashbacks, if you remember the end of season two, was when uh, he offered to fly the plane. You remember? Mm. And she said, wait, yep. where did you learn to fly? And then it went to the flashback as if, okay, this is going to tell us. There's been no planes. Any of <laughs> these. I even mentioned it. No. no. So hopefully we'll get around to it. Uh, and episode 19 is called Broken Arrow. So that was a film involving a plane, as far as I remember. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> maybe maybe that's going to be it. Um, but yeah, I, I, Episode was good. The episode was okay. Like I do like how we've basically got the cast of Prison Break. Uh, yeah. keep, keeping in work thanks to DC. I mean, in Flash <laughs> we had uh, Captain Cold was um, Michael Schofield. Um, Heatwave was his brother Lincoln. We had the Clock King who was obviously Teabag and uh, Vertigo. The new Vertigo, the proper Vertigo, or Werner Zeitel or whatever his name is, is now um, John Abruzzi. John Abruzzi. So I think Andy <laughs> said we're missing C Note and uh, Sucre. Yes, so... so okay. And so, those guys, those guys could definitely pop in as a villain, yeah? <laughs> that would be brilliant if they did pop in, you know. Um, or see it could be friends with Diggle. <laughs> the same, he seems the same sort of character. We're not going to go down that route because I've just seen a whole rant by um, Dan Slott about why people were complaining that Peter Parker couldn't be, um, well, African-American. But he said that Black Panther should be, and so should Luke Cage. And now I kind of agree with the Black Panther one, but I think Luke Cage could be played by... Like, someone made Mark Wahlberg quite easily, but Mark Wahlberg's not the best, you know? Um, yeah, but I don't I, know. You need to, I think you need somebody bigger than that, like, in terms of muscle. Yeah, but he was talking about, like, your uh, nationality or your skin colour. Like, I, I, he was saying that Black Panther couldn't. Now, that's fine, because his main thing is Africa, but Luke Cage could easily be played by a white guy or, you know? Yeah, but that, I mean that's the same as saying Johnny Storm could easily be played by by a black guy, which he is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was trying to point out that Spider Man could be black, and I'm yeah. like, well, he not Peter do. Parker, but Mike, Miles Morales. You know, I wouldn't. That yeah. would be fine. Um, but anyway, we're going to wrap up that conversation because like it was going on and on. Dan Slot's been arguing about it, and <sighs> it went on for too long than I would like. But yeah, I don't. I don't mind in general. Like as long as the film's good, but. The Fantastic Four is going to be bad for other reasons than who Johnny Storm's played by, I think. Um, (laughs) My main one is a ballerina playing uh, the thing and can transform at will. Yeah, although supposedly at the end of the movie he gets locked in as being the thing. Uh, But yeah, yeah, being able to transform at will, it kind of takes away a lot from the thing's character. Yeah, his whole uh, distress and it was an an emotional story of how he could never go back to his wife and his wife wanted nothing to do with him, so... Uh, I don't know how that one's going to end up. But anyway, back to Arrow. Um, Thea coming into the team. What do you think of this? Like last week on the show, I said that I did not like Team Arrow being so big. I think at one point we're going to need to have it just Ollie and Roy with possibly Diggle or Felicity. I do not like how we've got about 20 members of Team Arrow at the moment, it seems like. Do you know, I actually really like that they're doing this one. It, right. it reminds me 100% of Smallville when he started forming the whole like Justice League thing. So it kind of makes me think that they're like going down that sort of route where he's forming his own, like not quite not quite a Justice League, but he's forming his own, like, I, I know they call it Team Arrow or whatnot, but um, it, it's kind of going to a Justice League route. And when you put in the Flash and stuff like that, you could easily do like... Um, if you, especially if you've got Atom and then if you get Firestorm and stuff involved, one or two others maybe, you could have like a TV Justice League, mm. like say, eight-episode eight run. Mm-hmm. 
like somewhere in like the mid-season breaks for Flash and Arrow. Could do a Justice League. Well, I definitely sort of think. Show. I definitely think we're going to get it. Like, there's already a episode of Arrow. Sorry, uh, episode of uh, Flash. The episode 18 is going to be called All Star Team Up, which I'm going to nice. guess is Flash, Arrow, Atom, and Firestorm. I would guess that was who it'd be. Nice. Could be completely wrong, but anyway, we'll wait and see. What we're going to do is we're going to wrap up this week's episode here at the 40 minute mark. Um, and there'll be another episode very soon for you listeners catching you right up so that you're not um, out of touch. We do apologise for the delay and we'll get Ross back as soon as possible, but Andy, where can the listeners find your lovable voice if they like your lovable voice? <laughs> yeah, so you can uh, you can find me over for the Marvel side of things over on Agents of Shieldcast. Um, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and all that sort of stuff, and also on allgames.com um, just after this podcast, actually. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and yeah, you can also find me on 42 Level 1 every Tuesday at 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, 1.30 Pacific, and 42Level1.com. Excellent, and also if you like what you hear here, occasionally when uh, Ross isn't captured by the Empire, as we've said in that show, we do a, we do a, a show called uh, Rebels Cast UK, which is all about Star Wars and Star Wars Rebels, the TV show. We are very behind in that one. Um, we will be <laughs> making an attempt to catch up, but luckily we're not tied to a network with that one, so there's no need to rush it. However, this show, as Andy said, is on Friday nights before Agents of Shieldcast on a sort of comic hour or two, and um, you can get us on Twitter at Starling Radio. I still believe we're on Facebook, um, but we don't really use that. So if you want us, tweet us at Starling Radio. Give us your thoughts uh, on Arrow or Flash, and uh, just tune in next week, folks. And uh, we, well. It may not even be a week before the new episode, but tune in and we will have you right up to date with Arrow and Flash. So from myself and Andy this evening, we thank you very much for listening and uh, dig the dig and don't fail your city. Bye, folks. (laughs) 